0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to March is a Start. This is Easton Harnick. It is Tuesday, February 14th. Been a little bit since we recorded. Missed a week. It's all right. We're back. Uh, Let's start off a little bit. Housekeeping type stuff. Coming up with the whole tournament uh, being on the horizon and everything, the plan is to do an episode right after. Selection Sunday, the bracket comes out. Um, it'll be later at night, probably. Um, for sure, up by Monday morning. Um, then do a Tuesday episode, and then hopefully the hope is every night post the first round, uh, it's second round, the first weekend, I guess, is what I'm saying. Um, and then two or three episodes a week throughout. March Madness, when we get to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight week, and Final Four, um, National Championship week, and then we'll see what it looks like from there. Um, from now we're just gonna keep our Tuesday episodes. Until then, but reality is setting in. It's it's sure coming. Uh, we're all excited for it. It's the best time of the year to be a sports fan. The Super Bowl just got over, so now everybody's attention is looking directly at college basketball because that is the next big event. As I said, it's less than a month away. It's an exciting time in the sport. Um, there's not a lot you can say. This is a time that everybody gets up for every single year. Uh, we are embarking on my favorite time of the year just with all the theatrics that go into it, um, all the great, great college basketball that we get to watch, all the storylines that that we get to see. Um, you have to remember, a year ago, nobody knew who St. Peter's was. A year ago, it didn't look like North Carolina was going to make the tournament. A year ago, we thought Michigan had no shot of getting in. A year ago, we thought Xavier was a top-five seed lock. A year ago, today, we thought a lot of different things about how the college basketball season played out. What we think today will not matter in a month and a half. What we think today will not matter four weeks from now when the bracket's released. What we think today is just a moment in time. Anarchy? Nope. Just college basketball. Let's get into it. In this episode, we're going to talk a lot about top teams in the tournament, what's going on around college basketball. While we are circling into the tournament, of course, we're going to touch on the bubble Um, One thing I do want to touch on for sure big time is uh, a little bit of futures. Uh, Let's talk some gambling. Let's talk where teams have been trending. um, What's a good number? And let's just go through all of that. Um, We'll probably do that right away to start in the back half. We'll get into get into some of the meat and potatoes about what's going on, um, where teams are starting to shake out and, and what the bracket could potentially start to look like. Um, we've done a lot of talking all year. We've, we've had a lot of conversations about what, what's going on within the college basketball world, storylines that lead up that, that, that create the whole season. Um, we're not going to talk about the storylines. We're not going to talk about, um, uh, the meaningless, like little activities that go on on the side. We're going to, we're going to talk about hoops today. We're gonna talk about how teams are playing. We're gonna talk about what's going on inside of the sport that we love, and 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 really figure out what's going on here. Uh. So, that part will be at the end. For now, let's look into some futures. When you're talking futures, one thing that you're gonna look at at this time of the year, and I, I think a lot of people do it, is is right away they're gonna go, just their local casino, the sports book they use on their phone to gamble, wh- whatever you do. Before that, of course, you're going to check the rankings. It's everybody, that's what everybody wants to do, especially people that aren't watching college basketball consistent, consistently throughout the year. This is kind of where they start turning on their mind like, hey, what futures should I get into? And then they go look at the rankings. They say, okay, let's put some futures in on some top teams. That's not where you're going to get the number. Um, Is there is there a chance, obviously, if you bet all the top four teams in the nation right now to win the final four. Are you going to win one of those bets? Probably. But you're not going to be profitable in doing that because realistically, not all number one seeds, if if it all stays the same and the top four would stay the same, not all number one seeds are going to make the final four. That doesn't happen very often. If you want to look at it statistically, the last time that all number 4 or all sorry, all number 1 seeds made the final four was 2008. Kansas, Memphis, North Carolina and UCLA. It was a great final four, you know, it obviously ended with Cam- the Kansas Memphis National Championship and all the everything that just went into that, but that that was the last time 15 years ago. Now maybe it's due. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's due. I don't know. I don't think it is. Right now, we need to look at a couple things. When I pick who I want to place my money on, who I want to place my futures on, you have to look at trends that have been going on in, in past years, because that's really what's going to tell you what's been happening. There's a lot of a lot of metrics, a lot of things you can look at that, that'll point you in the right direction that will guide you. Obviously, some of it's gut feel, and, and part of having futures is the gut feel, and it, it's feeling good. When you, when you place that and be like, this is a team that I think I found, you know, like uh, a little diamond in the right diamond in the rough type action, someone that you can get behind for three weekends, um, and, and really pull for them. Now, what I've noticed, I guess, is there's definitely some discrepancy within where the AP has teams ranked and where Vegas has them ranked. And that's, that's no surprise to anybody. Um, Vegas knows and we know that but if you go down and look to look into it you can find numbers that benefit you in the long run and not just ones that it's like I mean we've seen in the past couple of years like Gonzaga I believe when the tournament came out last year they were like minus 135 to make the final four or something crazy like that we're not we're not taking teams at minus odds to make the final four we're not we're not gonna be doing that i mean if you're there's there's obviously some smart futures and then you have to wait if you so choose to wait to see how the bracket lays out then that's up to you but this is where you can really find value right now you can check in and say like this is this this is interesting this looks good let's start off with a little bit that here and look I'm just I'm just talking numbers right now I think one of the best teams set up to make a deep run into this thing is I like a team with guard play. I like a team that's well-coached. I like a team that could score a lot of points and win in a shootout, win in an exciting game, and I like a veteran team. Those are kind of the things that I look for. Free throw shooting, obviously, a huge thing as well, and someone that can defend. But when I look at the board... And I go in and check out like who's, where, where the number's at. You're talking Purdue is plus 165 right now to go to the Final Four. They're also plus 850 to win the national championship. Let's keep in the back of our minds that a Big Ten team has not won the national championship since Tom Izzo did it with Michigan State in 2000. I think that needs to be right in the front of our minds right now. Historically, Big Ten teams don't do well in March Madness. They play a different brand of basketball than the entire country. They play old-school basketball, bully ball down low. Is there a chance that it works out this year? Of course there is. Purdue could definitely go win the national championship. I don't think they will. I don't think there's a lot of... And there's not a lot of value there in taking them Final Four plus 165 right now. When there's going to be just as good teams... this This is the most fluent we've seen college basketball in a long time. So if you're taking anybody like plus 200, plus... 225 or anything under that to even make the final four. I don't, I don't like your bet in that situation. When you ru- let's run through the top four teams in the country right now, which are all of the teams that have the odds around plus 200 just to make the final four. Actually, there's only three of them. There's Houston, Purdue and Alabama. All those teams, Houston plus 140, Purdue plus 165, Alabama plus 195, all to make the final four Houston. They, they don't have the benefit of playing a Power 6 conference team past January past the early part of January they're not battle tested they play they play lower conference teams are they a really good team obviously they're a really good team they're they're great they're ranked number 2 in college basketball right now but when you're talking value you want teams where the money's worth it and you don't have as many questions Houston's obviously a team when you still have some questions with value being at plus 140 That's insane. Purdue, plus 165. As I already stated, the Big Ten's not good in March Madness. I don't expect that to change until the conference changes to the new style of basketball. That's not something I'm interested in right now is plus 165. I don't even want to think about Purdue in that situation. And then Alabama, who actually I think is the best of the three, they're plus 195. I'm not even really ready to jump on the board with a plus 195 future to the Final Four with a team where their best player is a freshman. He's young. Also, Nate Oates in the tournament, limiting success. We haven't seen as much of it as we'd like to. There's questions about those teams that are under plus two hundred. So why take them at plus two hundred? Now, if you're going to give me Alabama at plus three fifty, plus four hundred, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to consider that. Same thing with Houston, Purdue. But that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I, I want to find value. So let's talk about right now those teams that have value. We're going to go Final Four first. And then we're going to go National Championship. Because believe it or not, there's a lot of differences here. There's guys that can get you to the Final Four. And there's guys that can get you to the National Championship and get you over the top. And I think there's two differences. Teams I'm interested in looking at for Final Four. Texas at plus 400. Kansas State at plus 900, Miami at plus 1,500, and Rutgers at plus 2,000. I know I just said I wasn't too interested in Big Ten teams, but Rutgers is a little different for me, and I'll explain to you why in a second. Let's start back from the top. Also, forgot to add that one in there. Just actually caught my eye right now. Gonzaga plus 700 definitely interests me as well let's go from the top. Texas at plus 400. This goes along with what I said. There's guys that can get you the final four and there's guys that can get you to the national championship. I've been wrong about Rodney Terry all year long. Um, I thought there was going to be a huge fall off, obviously, with Chris Beard uh, leaving the team. There has not been. Marcus Carr's great. Timmy Allen's great. They play good defense. And when they can score on offense... That they're very good. Yeah, and I know they just lost to Texas Tech last night. I think that's why this number has crept up a little bit because when I looked at it yesterday, I believe it was plus 325 to the Final Four. This number has crept up about plus 75 in the past day. So definitely interested in that Texas team. They do all the things that you want. They play defense. They, they'll, they'll shoot it at least decent from the free throw line for you and they have the ability to really explode and score and they have that guy that you need when you need to go get a bucket in Marcus Carr he's gonna run down the court for you and get a huge bucket the just a couple nights ago or weeks ago whatever it was uh against Baylor he had a rough game at Texas um couldn't get nothing going they needed a big bucket down the down the stretch he hit a big three thats just he's just, he's just a big shot kind of guy so I'm definitely interested in Texas at plus 400. I'm not interested in the national champion odds. Again, same thing. Making it to the Final Four and winning the national championship are completely different things. There's there's guys that can that can get you to the Final Four. There's guys that can get you to the national championship yet. I'm not ready to jump on the board of Rodney Terry can get me to the national championship. Not, not with this kind of team, this kind of season. Final Four, I'm definitely interested at those odds of plus 400. Let's move to the next team that we said. Well, the next team on the odds. I guess that we said Zaga at plus 700. Now it's been very well known that I have not been a big fan of Gonzaga all year long. If you're going to give me though, Gonzaga, a Mark few coach team, which I know Gonzaga has never won a national championship. Uh, I, I know they've, you know, they, they can't get it done in the big game. That's a big thing, but they, they have gotten there in the past years, 2017, they lost to North Carolina, 2021, they lose to Baylor. So in the last five six years they've they've made it at least to the final four twice the national championship twice. So while they might always not always win it they they have shown that they have the ability to get there. Now were those two teams better than this Gonzaga team? Absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. Both of those teams were better than this Gonzaga team. What I'm talking about though is the number at plus seven hundred. I love that number for Gonzaga. I love plus 700 to the final four. You need to get me four wins, Drew Timmy and Julian Strother. I need four wins out of you, Mark Few. Can you do that for me? I think he can. I think that that team, that, and, and part of Gonzaga not not being looked at as highly this year, the WCC is not bad. Uh, it, it's a conference that's made fun of a lot. Sam Fran's not a bad team. St. Mary's is probably better than Gonzaga. They're not a bad team. Their odds to the Final Four are plus six fifty. Gonzaga is plus seven hundred. Don't get it wrong, though. Gonzaga is the best team in that conference. St. Mary's is a very, very, very good basketball team. It's probably one A, one B, but Zag is one A in that situation. And I'm gonna put my money. If I'm gonna put my money in Gonzaga at plus seven hundred, rather than St. Mary's, who has never done it before at plus six fifty, I'm way more comfortable with my money in Mark Few's pockets and in his hands. So definitely something to check out there. Gonzaga at plus 700. Let's move to the next one. This is a future I actually have. Kansas State plus 900. I have it at plus 750. Um, I Maybe I should have waited. It's at plus 900 right now. Marquise Noel, Noel is all you really need to say in that situation. He is like the prototypical point guard you think of when it comes to March that's going to run down the court and get you every bucket and hit all the deep threes and become a story like look at this team, you know, you can already see it Kansas wins last year and then this little other Kansas school comes in and and just takes over March madness at plus 900 that's definitely something I'm interested in. Absolutely, I'm going to think about Kansas State every single time and I'll tell you why a little bit. We're going to get a little bit uh Advanced metrics here. Not a, I'm not a huge advanced metrics guy. I think it's definitely important to look at, though. Defensively, when you're talking about uh, Kansas State. Defensive efficiency. This is a top 20 team. A top 20 defensive efficiency team. They guard well. One through five, they guard well. They can all do it on that team. Every single guy down the list, they play about an eight man rotation, all eight can guard. You love to see that with a team that's got that, that your money's in their pocket. You love that. Have they had a little bit of a rough stretch recently? Yes. Lost three out of the last four. You know who those, who's our two? I mean, Texas Tech also. Texas Tech has won against three top 15 teams at the time recently. So, that's not a bad loss in my look. The whole the whole Big Twelve's good. The other two losses though, they came to Kansas and Texas. And that was at Kansas. And the Texas losses by 3 points. I don't I don't hold too much weight there. The Big 12's really good. It's going to eat you up at some point. That's okay. They already beat Texas this year. They already beat Kansas this year. So, they can beat both of them. I'm not worried about it. I'm not I'm comfortable with this Kansas state team free throw. They shoot 75% from the free throw line. You get down to the end of the game where you need some shots to go in. They can do it. They can absolutely do it. Not to mention March Madness. Every single year is about the story. Look at this guy coming. Keontae Johnson is the story. Two years ago, he collapses on the floor from Florida. They're scared. He's going to lose his life. He probably is never going to play basketball again. Last year, he transfers out this year. He comes to Kansas state and he's a great player again. He's exactly who we thought he would be at Florida before the injury. It's it's the best and most and the, probably the least one of the least talked about stories in college basketball this year and it's 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 the most amazing. It's the it's it basically almost it's close to the DeMar Hamlin story of the NFL. If I mean if you if you want if you want a good team, a good basketball team with a story that's set up perfect for March, check in on the Kansas State Wildcats. It's definitely worth a shot. And then the one other team that I gave out Rutgers at plus two thousand to make the final four. It always seems like some low squeak, lo- some low seed kind of squeaks in, or a high seed, I guess you'd say, squeaks into the final four. There. Last year was North Carolina. We've seen it be uh, South Carolina in years past. Um, we've seen Kentucky and UConn do it. We've seen Wichita State and Butler do it. We've seen Loyola Chicago do it. As I've said. This happens year after year after year. This year, I really think it could be Rutgers. Now, it's true. Rutgers is a different team home and away. A very different team. You don't know exactly what Rutgers is like every time on the way out. And I get that that can be scary. But Rutgers has shown that they can already beat Purdue. They've done it. It's... They, so they can, they can compete with those top teams in the nation. You know that. Off the bat, you don't have to be scared. They have one of the best interior defenders in the entire country, a guy that has a chance at the defensive player of the year. Outside, they take care of the ball. They're not going to turn it over a ton. Clifford Amoriwari, Amoriari is gonna dominate down low every single game, which obviously you need in March. They've got a good point guard that can get the ball to the to the guys on his team, to to the dudes and uh, Paul McCauley. Cam Spencer, elite guard, Caleb McConnell, pretty good. The one thing with them is they don't score a ton. They really do need it to be a defensive game to go down the stretch and and, and pull something off. But they've done that this year. Night in and night out, they do that. It's, it's it's really worth a look. This has been one of the better years in, in in the past for Rutgers basketball. Um, last year they they made the first four tournament. They barely squeaked into the tournament this year. This uh this year they're not gonna have any problem getting into the tournament. They're I, I mean obviously no one as I've said is a lock, but they're probably looking at like a between a five and a seven seed. Maybe an eight if things go or eight or nine if things go really bad. But right now when you're when guy I likes got him at six, looking at the bracket bracketology. Got him at six. So they'd play a three seed the game after, which he has his marquette, which definitely love their odds there. And then they play Baylor, which is one of the, the lower two seeds. And then they're in the elite eight. Those are all games I think Rutgers can go in. And I'm not saying to put put a bunch of money on this, obviously gamble within your means, but when you're talking about teams final four potential, that's worth a sprinkle. Rutgers basketball is absolutely right there and in the mix. Now let's talk about national championship a little bit. Some of these teams, one of them are going to be the same. Some of them are, the rest are going to be different. Let's go down the line. Check it out. Arizona. Plus 1,400. Baylor plus 1,600. Like both of those odds a lot. A lot. Xavier, 40 to 1. And the last one, Kansas State, 40 to 1. All teams that I'm definitely interested in. Oh, I forgot to talk about one last time. I'll talk about it now. I missed it got to go back and talk about it. Miami plus 1500, 1000% worth the look. 1000%. They, they score so well at the guard position and they're, they're physical down low. You saw it the other night against North Carolina. You see it every single night from this Miami team night in and night out. They they can play defense with you and they are not scared to get physical and bully ball with you. Jim Laranega is a really, really good head coach, and they have straight-up shot makers on that, that team. It's scary. It's scary. Isaiah Wong, he may be the best tough shot maker in the country. He is hard to guard. Jordan Miller, maybe the most underrated scorer in the country. He doesn't get nearly the credit he deserves. And then when you're talking about the fourth leading scorer on their team is Nigel Pack, Nigel Pack can drop 20, 25 on you any night, any given night. And if he does that, you still got to worry about Wong and Miller. This is the best guard. This is the team with the best guard play in the entire country. They're so fun to watch 15 to one, absolutely worth a look for the final four and absolutely work worth a look at the national championship at plus 6,000 or 60 to one. It's worth it. It's worth it. That's that's one of the teams with right now you can still get really nice value for that team. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you're getting the same odds right now um, for Miami and North Carolina. Two completely different teams and completely different stratospheres. Miami at plus 6,000. Definitely worth the look. Let's go through the other teams. First one I said is Arizona at plus fourteen hundred. Obviously, the final four is harder to win than the national championship. Plus fourteen hundred is fine with me. They have elite post play, uh, two probably NBA level posts. Only thing that scares me with this team is the Pac-12 is not very good. They have UCLA over there in Arizona State. And then uh other than that, there's there's not, you know, USC, but it's not a deep conference. They don't they don't play great teams night in and night out. Uh, but you can say the big same thing about the Big Ten, really. Um, so at fourteen to one, though, definitely worth a look. Plus 4, 1,400, Um, Arizona, Baylor at plus sixteen hundred. This is maybe the one that I might I might uh, I might really dip into this one. Uh, sixteen to one for Baylor. Scott Drew is. One of the best coaches in college basketball. You just saw him win a national championship two years ago in the in the in the COVID uh bubble national championship or whatever whatever you want to call how that year ended up. This is a team that had a rough start to the year and has figured it out a little bit more lately. Keontae George is one of the best guards in the country, maybe the best guard in the entire country. We haven't even started to talk about Adam Flagler or the absolute post and, rebound, like, block the post-defensive presence, shot blocker, rebounder that Flo Thamba is. It's also one of the best names in college basketball, in my opinion, the best name in college basketball. That's going to mean something to me. It's going to mean something to me. So, Flo Thamba, Keontae George, Adam Flagler, coached by Scott Drew, a guy that's done it before in very, very, very recent memory. I like it. A defensive team that can score points. That's like, that's like, that's not every team. I mean, I know it sounds like dumb to say It's like, oh, obviously that's what you look for. Not everybody has that. Tennessee struggles to score points. They happen to be the best defensive team in the country, but they can struggle to score points. It's, It's happened before. Creighton can score a ton of points and, you know, everybody's, Bouncing all, their, they're all back in on Creighton right now. I'm not. They can't guard. It, it's been a thing all year. They struggle defending. If Ryan Kulkbrenner gets in foul trouble, it's over. Cash your check. Creighton's done. He's everything to that team. So I know it sounds ridiculous to say like, oh, a defensive team that can score. It's like, yeah, obviously that means a good team. No, there's teams at the top that don't have both. There's 100% teams at the top that do not have both of those factors. Uh, Baylor's Baylor's absolutely one of them. Um, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Kansas State, I already made my case for them at 40 to 1. Xavier, I'm I'm still not out on Sean Miller's season yet. I know what happened with Xavier at the end of last year. We saw them fall off hard after being a team that it seemed like you was an absolute lock to make the tournament. The team has been getting better defensively we know they can score the ball. They prove that night in and night out. They just really struggle on the defensive end sometimes, and they can struggle on the road. Um, But this Xavier team, when they're hot, when they get going and they string together a few games, it's tough to stop. And I I think Sean Miller is one of the best coaches. I think he's a top five coach in the country at this time right now. I'm, I'm willing to back Sean Miller a little bit more than a couple of these other guys, which is, you know, that's why Kansas State reoccurs on the list for the national, or er, sorry, Xavier is on the list for the national championship. I don't like their final four odds quite as much. I think that they should be bumped up a little bit more, um, and then I'd be a little bit more interested in Xavier. But uh, that's why I'm not interested at Texas at plus 2,200, really. I just don't think the Rod and Terry thing, I don't think you can get them all the way there. When I'm taking national championship futures, I'm betting on coaching. I know what I've got from Sean Miller. I know what I get. I get a really good basketball team. I get a really, really good, well-coached head coach that doesn't need to go back to the locker room to make it, or doesn't need to go to the film room to make adjustments. He can make them at halftime. That's what I get from him, and I'm and I'm I'm definitely interested in uh in them. So there's our futures talk. Um, there's value if you want to go find it. Pick who you want. Obviously, bet within your means no reason to break the bank over it but it's it's that time of the year it's one of the most fun parts about college basketball gambling is legal in a lot of a lot of states now you know, almost everybody has some sort of legal access to it and uh it's obviously just a great way to get get March Madness uh rolling just have a good time all right let's talk about how this how the tournament's going to shake up a little bit here um i think that we have I think there can only be one or two changes in in the in the number one seeds. I I really think that we know how um, most of the number one seeds are going to go. I I think Alabama's a hundred percent going to get one. I think Houston's a hundred percent going to get one. I think Purdue is a hundred percent going to get one, and I think UCLA, Kansas, and uh, Arizona are are going to fight for the last one. And then, and then you have a really strong list of number twos, in my opinion, where you're talking like number two seeds is what I'm saying. When you're talking like Texas, Virginia, Baylor, Tennessee, those teams, um, and then three is where you start to see a little bit more of a fluctuation. Marquette can be really good at times. I don't trust them all the way yet. I just haven't been able to buy into them all year. I don't know what it is. Um, you have Gonzaga that's going to be looking in the mix for one of them, three seeds, um, Xavier's creeping back up there. Uh, Kansas State, has, like I said, I even though I like them in the futures, but they have lost three out of the last four, which is obviously going to hurt their odds of getting a three seed. They're probably going to be looking at a four, um, unless they go win the Big Twelve tournament. But we know where those top seeds are going to shake out uh, for the most part. Like we this Sun, uh, uh, this Saturday, eleven thirty, CBS. They're doing their top sixteen seeds. Uh, how the how the committee has them ranked right now? We know pretty much like. 14 or 15 of the top 16 seeds um, or of the top 15, 16 teams in college basketball. Like I don't, I, I wish they would talk more about bubble teams at that time because who really cares about where the, these top teams are getting seeded? To me, that doesn't matter a whole lot. You still got to go win your, you still got to go win your bracket unless you're talking like a one or two, because then you get an eight or nine or like a seven or 10 in the second round. And that obviously makes a huge difference Um, than seeing like a six seed or a five seed in the second round. But I don't know. To me, it's, it's, it's all in the same. Um, you, gotta, you just got to go win once you get in. So I'd rather talk about who, who's going to get in. Um, obviously, some teams that were in question earlier this year that have absolutely stamped their case, and I think they're going to get in. Um, beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, Creighton was definitely kind of on the wayside for a while. Um, people had them on the outside looking in even at one time this year. Um, I think they've done enough to be like, yeah, we deserve to be in this thing. Northwestern just beat Purdue the other night. I think that they've done enough to be like, yeah, we deserve to be in. Um, So you, you, you look at some of those teams, and even, you know, it, it's unlikely, and I understand that. I think they have a case. The only thing they have on their resume for losses is quad one losses. While they don't have a lot of great wins, I do see Oral Roberts, which you might remember, Max A. Smith from a few years ago, the 15 seed that, took out Ohio State, and then made the run to the Sweet 16. He's still there. Or Roberts got some votes in the AP poll this week. Definitely interesting to see. Could we see College of Charleston maybe get an at-large bid? Maybe. But we've seen like Northwestern, uh, Creighton, San Diego State even I think probably now with how they've been playing lately really just stamp their ticket and be like, we deserve to be in. And I think they've done that at this point in the year. Even Missouri, who maybe we had questions about after they got blown up by Kansas, I think they've stamped their ticket. So let's talk bubble just a little bit here, and then we'll get out of here. Um, some teams definitely trending downwards lately. Arkansas. Oh, another team I forgot to mention that like really stamped their tournament or their their ticket. I think they, they'll they probably get in. I think they deserve to get in, especially with how they play on the defensive side of the ball. Is Mississippi State. They've done a great job over there this year. Um, I think I think they, they absolutely deserve to be a tournament team. I think they will be a tournament team. Um, and they're going to be a fun, fun tournament team to watch. So uh, teams trending downwards right now, though, absolutely, without a question. Arkansas, they just haven't played well um, in any sense of the word. Kentucky is just continually losing games. They just lost to uh, Georgia, which obviously, I mean, Georgia's had a little bit better of a year than we expected, but still not a good loss. Or Georgia um North Carolina is gonna hang right around there that last four in um type spot with with Mississippi State and uh Texas A&M and USC uh, one team that I see constantly on the bubble that I really do think deserves a little bit more credits Clemson um right now a lot of people have them on the first four out I think they deserve to be in that last four buys this is one of the top teams in the ACC, and you can say whatever you want, ACC's down. It's not. It's not really, really down. It's just the teams that you're used to seeing, North Carolina and Duke, are not at the top. That doesn't mean the ACC's down. Virginia's very good. NC State has been playing very, very well this year. The ACC should get six, seven, eight teams in. It's not down. It's fine. Everybody said the ACC was down last year. They had three teams in the Elite Eight, two in the Final Four. It's not down. Um, Wisconsin is really starting to play their way out of this thing. They have a big game against Michigan tonight. They need it. They need that Michigan win. Michigan, actually, another team that's starting to starting to poke around and and, and get their name back in there. The Indiana win on Saturday would have been huge. They absolutely gave that game away. It's been just a Michigan thing thing that they've done all year this year all they do is walk in and give games away it sucks but it is what it is um I still think even though they've suffered a few conference losses after being undefeated for a good portion of the season that New Mexico has still played well enough that even if they don't win the conference tournament I think they deserve to be in um people want to float Seton Hall around the bubble yet just because of uh Shaheen coach Shaheen that coached St. Peter's last year he's just not a good coach I don't know what to tell you guys. It was an impulse hire. He's not a good coach. I it, That's just the way it is. People want to always keep throwing Seton Hall's name back in the bubble. They're bad. They don't deserve to be in. I'm sorry to tell you that. It's just, a, it's the truth. And it's the way it is going through the last couple things, things. Um, the big 12, Texas Tech's winning games. Now Oklahoma state's winning big games. I know it's not going to happen because there's just no there's no real way to do it without just the committee getting a ton of crap thrown their way. I would love to see all 10 teams in the Big 12 get in. Every single one. I think they deserve it. I, I, I do. And, you know, like, I love what... Coach Patino has done at New Mexico, like bringing that, bringing that program back to a little bit of life. But if you're telling me New Mexico and Texas Tech, or which I believe Texas Tech is still the last ranked team in the Big 12, I'll check that quick, but I believe that they're still in last place in the conference. Maybe they're not. Maybe I've got that completely wrong, but I I think that is the way it is. Oklahoma is. Oklahoma's last place. Oklahoma beat Alabama, the number one team in the country, by 30 two weeks ago. Yeah, they haven't played great a lot in conference, but if you're going to give me Oklahoma and New Mexico on a neutral floor, Vegas has Oklahoma as the favorite every single night. Every single night they got him as a favorite. It's just the way it is. And maybe Texas Tech, maybe playing their way in there, like they're they're throwing their name in the hat at least a little bit now. It's I'd love to see all tw- ten teams in the Big Twelve get in. It would be great. It would be it would be great for college basketball. Also, Oral Roberts, you know, I think I think a lot of uh, the committee is going to weigh them how the committee weighed South Dakota State last year. Also, a Summit League team. Um, a lot of people last year thought that South Dakota State deserved a ten, maybe an eleven seat. They got a 13. Um, there's bracket predictions this year that have Oral Roberts up in the 12, 11, 10 range. They're going to get a 13 probably again. There's no way you can look at the South Dakota State team last year with Baylor, Shireman, Doug Wilson, all those guys, and look at this um, Oral Roberts team with Max Aismiss, all those, and tell me that they're like that much better than South Dakota State was last year. You, just, you can't say that. It's just factually incorrect when you look at the basketball teams. But... did South Dakota state deserve to be higher than a 13 seed last year? Last year. Absolutely. This year, does oral Roberts deserve to be higher than a 13, 13 seed? Absolutely. They both do. They both absolutely deserve it with honest, with beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, one thing that I want to look at, and obviously this is just going back to the future thing. Uh, I guess not even a future thing, just, just, just a little bit of a betting thing. Um, teams to look at coming down the stretch. There's one conference that is going to make this very, very interesting in, in, in how it all works out, and that's the A-10. VCU is in first place right now. They're a really good basketball team. VCU, I think Davidson, or no, sorry, not Davidson. I think Richmond, I think St. Bonaventure, I think St. Louis, all of those teams have the opportunity to win this conference. Every single one of them. So when obviously one of them wins it, you go look at your bracket, you go look at the lines. I I like whatever A-10 team is in there because the futures come out. It's a short-term future. Obviously the odds aren't great, but the, the there's a short-term future you can get for like a couple sports books on a couple... A couple of those days before the tournament, they do Sweet 16 or Elite 8. Check out one of them A-10 teams. It's it's interesting. VCU's got a really solid squad. I still think, even with St. Louis's random struggles, I still think they're one of the best mid-majors in college basketball. They just haven't played like it night in and night out, which obviously makes a difference. I still think they're one of those teams. It's definitely something to look at. Here we are. 25 days away from a bracket. I said it before. This time last year, North Carolina was nobody. Nobody had even heard of St. Peter's. Moves will be made. Stories will be written this year, as they are every year. The players play with high emotion, the coaches coach with great intensity. We have about six and a half weeks left of college basketball this year. Luckily for us, it's the best six and a half weeks of college basketball in the entire year. Nobody's undefeated. Everybody's got a couple losses. Every single team in the nation is vulnerable. We are going to see a great tournament. A great, great, great tournament. Lucky for us, there's a lot of money to be bet. There's a lot of basketball to be watched. And lucky for us, March is just the start.